Welcome. I'm Avery. And I'm Grace Ann. And this is Drift, a podcast exploring stories and science of Barnegat Bay's past, present, and future. So welcome to our first episode. We are basing this podcast off of our new documentary film, Drift, which tells the different stories of the people and places of the Bay in kind of a patchwork. So in the future, we'll maybe have some scientists come on. We'll have local people who are part of the community talk about their experiences here, people who are involved in the mission, stuff like that. But for this first episode, we wanted to get our listeners situated with the mission of our own organization and the people behind it. So uh, Britta, our executive director, always talks about Save Barnegat Bay as we are a big tent with a loud family. Uh, We really like being all-encompassing and having folks from all different walks and experiences, ages, backgrounds, and uh, it really makes our organization unique. And it's a lot of fun to work here because you get to speak with so many different members of the community. As also Britta always says, are an independent voice for the Bay. So in a lot of ways, our work is giving a voice to something that itself does not have a voice because it's an ecological feature. Which is how I define advocacy all the time. Advocacy can be a scary word. um, And a lot of folks, uh, you know, associate it with a lot of different negative connotations. Um, But we always like to say that we're an advocate for Barnegat Bay. We're giving the Bay a voice. And it's really just that simple. Um, So our organization has kind of two uh, categories or things that we work on, which is uh, advocacy and education. Um, so the way our staff is laid out, we've got Britta Forsberg, who's our executive director. She's been working with the organization for almost a decade, but has been on the board for many years prior. So she was uh, a part of Save Running at Bay for so much of her life. Britta hired me for five five years ago. I'm the education and outreach coordinator. And then most recently, we've been so excited to have Avery as our new executive assistant. Um, We're really happy to have her here and she's full time. And then we also have Brittany McLaughlin, who is our jellyfish education coordinator. So she does all things jellyfish part-time for the next two and a half years, which is kind of a really fun job. And then of course we have none other than Jerry, our bookkeeper who keeps everything as far as the financial straight, which we are so grateful for. Um, But that is our small little family staff here, all working really hard to save the bay. (laughs) Every morning I wake up and I look onto this body of water. That's my whole world now. It's cool because (laughs) It's a very tangible thing that we're working towards, and our organization is very grassroots, which I think is why it's survived so long. It's 50 years old this year, by the way, which is really exciting. (laughs) Um, And so because we're so community-oriented, we work so closely with the people who grew up here, who live here, and work here. Um, It makes what we do really special. So. Yeah, and most of our funding comes from folks that donate throughout the community. Um, You know, we do have some grants here and there. Uh, but most of our funding comes from donations uh, from folks that live here uh, or vacation here or actually do neither anymore and just care about the Jersey Shore. So we're eternally grateful for all the support we've gotten over the last 50 years that has allowed us to get to this point and now most recently to grow our staff and continue working on the mission, uh, which is we're really privileged to be to be able to do that every day and do what we love. Yeah. So where are we? You might be asking. (laughs) Where the heck are we? (laughs) We are located in downtown or just outside of downtown Tom's River in the heart of Ocean County. Our watershed encompasses all of Ocean County and part of Monmouth counties. 
And so that's where we really focus our work. And the Jersey Shore is a really unique place because like the rest of New Jersey, it's densely populated and highly developed, but in really close proximity to extremely significant ecological features. In our case, we work for the Bay and, but also of course we're adjacent to the Atlantic Ocean and all the wetlands in this area and pinelands. And it's a flourishing ecosystem that is really delicate and vulnerable and experiencing a lot of stress from things going on on the land. Yeah, so the watershed goes all the way west to Six Flags Great Adventure in Jackson. Um, That's the headwaters of the Toms River, which is the largest sub watershed. And by the way, a watershed is all of the land area that drains into a common body of water. So in this case, all of our rivers, creeks, and streams that drain into Barnegat Bay are considered a part of our watershed. So the northernmost major vein that you'd know would be the Matitaconk River. And then just south of that is the Toms River, of course. And then beneath that, we have the Cedar Creek and then down and down all the way down to Great Bay Boulevard in Tuckerton um, is the end of our watershed. And the Little Egg Harbor Inlet is the south- southernmost end of our watershed. So we go from Manasquan Inlet down to Little Egg Inlet. And so uh, Six Flags Great Adventure is at the northwest corner of our watershed and it's the headwaters of the Toms River. So um, the, the real significance of our area is that it changes so much in such a small, you know, space. So we go from Pinelands, which is, you know, this area of forest that's extremely unique uh, and, you know, very specific to New Jersey. It's protecting our drinking water source and uh, it's got its own challenges with development and stormwater. And then as we move east, we head towards um, obviously the salt water of Barnegat Bay and across all the rivers, creeks, and streams that lead into that. And then we've got the very specific challenges of sandy soil at the barrier islands and you know, even on the uh, very eastern side of the mainland. You know, you just have these very unique soils that um, require care and specific uh, tactics for management. And, um, you know, so then we, of course, have the Atlantic Ocean and the Bay influencing all of that. So where the rest of New Jersey is dealing with their own challenges, the Jersey Shore really has its own unique set of things that we need to focus on to both increase the health and quality of life for people that live here, but also maintain the ecosystems that we love being here for. Mm-hmm. And New Jersey is a really interesting place to do this type of work because It's so diverse in its people and its landscapes alike. And so we really need people standing up for where they feel connected to, where maybe they grew up or moved to, um, really advocating on these regions behalf. And so it's cool being part of an organization led by someone like Britta, who the Bay is her whole world. It's her Grandstand is from here. Well, sort of. (laughs) In the area. I grew up spending summers here. So All of us are really driven by our love of the Bay at the core of all of our work, which is really a great thing to be a part of. And um, I will say this too, um, you know, Britta is obviously our paid lead staff member, um, but we do have a board of 12. I think we're at 12. Our board shifts around a little bit. Um, We have board members that are all volunteer and uh, William DeCamp Jr. is our uh, president now for the past few decades. And most of you might be familiar with his name. Um, And he's also been a very strong 
lead throughout the years on the different uh, initiatives that we've gone after, like the native plant law, uh, more um, Ian Willie's uh, uh, passion would be the fertilizer law that we passed. So um, we do pass laws to help protect Barnegat Bay, but at the state level, when we pass them, we're actually in some way helping uh, you know, water bodies across the whole state. Um, and so I just wanted to mention Willie too, because he has been a lead of this organization for a really long time, along with his um, fellow board members who are from across the whole watershed, which is really, really fun to have people who experience so many different parts of our watershed to come together and help us make decisions about the path of our organization. And represent all of those unique places. Yeah, for sure. It is very cool. And I've lived in all of the towns in Northern <laughs> Ocean County. So I bring this unique set of like, I just understand what's going on in so many towns because I've lived there, which is, it was crazy as a kid, but now I get to use those <laughs> those experiences to my advantage when mm -hmm. I'm here trying to understand the different um, audiences and communities that we're working with every day. Mm -hmm. And a word that we try to break down a lot in our work, it's kind of a buzzword in recent years, is the word sustainability. Um, and how it is involved in what we do is we're really looking at the cultural, economic, environmental, etc. dimensions of what that word means. And this region has a really unique cultural heritage and in our environmental mission, we have to center people in that too. Um, yes. And New Jersey is an especially unique place for that because there are so many people here and there's such dense development right up to the coastal shoreline. A word that Britta and I have been kicking around recently has been a coastal urban zone. And so a lot of what we do is trying to build this sense of identity around where we live, work, vacation, whatever. Um, because Ocean County and Monmouth, too, are largely seasonal places. Yeah. And so we want people to feel connected and empowered to advocate for this place. And when you feel connected to something, you are compelled to help it in some way. Right. Um, so as individuals, there's stuff out of our control. But when we come together to form a coalition of something we care about, there's a lot we can really do to protect this place, which needs us. <laughs> I really love our film because it has five stories that um, encompass Barnegat Bay as the main character. And these five stories travel through uh, through different topics. But more than that, it's actually focused on the people, which because it's the people that really make the decisions and live here and are impacted by everything. Um, of course, the animals are too, but we're speaking for them. They can't, <laughs> they can't get on this podcast and have an opinion. So we have five stories. There's two that are about scientists, one from the past and one who's currently working on the Bay. Um, our film goes over a local family business uh, who built boats, uh, wood boats, and are legendary here in Barnegat Bay. We've got a story that encompasses the more modern environmental uh, folks that are sitting around a round table to talk about where we've got where we've been and where we're going. Um, and finally, the last piece of our story is this tale of two creeks, which is the story of the land itself and how the, the story of the water, basically how it travels um, across our watershed and down into Barnegat Bay. So going over the Toms River and the Cedar Creek and comparing and contrasting those. So in those five stories of drift, you know, we get to travel through so many different ideas 
And then the overarching piece of that is kind of what say Barnegat Bay's main mission is, which is to um, protect the watershed and reduce the amount of impervious surface. So through this podcast, we're really excited to explore kind of using drift as an anchor point, uh, the film, and then being able to kind of explore the sustainability of our community. So talking with people and having people share their stories about their experience, living, working, vacationing, and, you know, on Barnegat Bay, talking to the scientists that have empirical knowledge of the facts of the things going on in the Bay, talking to the local people that, you know, have made a living for generations on the Bay. And so um, where they may not have, you know, scientific papers to back up everything that they say, um, they are extremely valuable because they share this really important knowledge of being out there every single day for their entire lives. They know so much about the bay and the culture and and every they could tell you the name of every fish that they run into, you know. So with- one of the best ways to advocate for the bay is by celebrating it in all of its dimensions, complexities. The good, the bad, the ugly, yeah. the indifferent. Yeah, because I'm I'm glad that I think the environmental conversation is moving away from detaching people and the environment in two separate camps. Um, I think it's oh my gosh, it's so thankfully true. moving towards um, converging those two. And I think when we start to see ourselves in our natural landscape, when we start to feel connected to the rhythms of the earth around us, that is when we can reach more sustainable, long-term, meaningful solutions with all of this stuff. Um, yeah, and we're really excited because this podcast hopefully will reach the folks that are more transient in our community. So oftentimes, uh, folks that uh, vacation down here at the Jersey Shore are, you know, often living in New York or Pennsylvania or, um, you know, from further away places. And so now you can listen to the mission of Save Barnegat Bay on your travel to your next destination. And uh, we're hoping to just be able to kind of expand our digital footprint a little bit and reach those folks that um, maybe haven't had, you know, a ton of time to sit down and and go to one of our programs. Um, And then we're really excited to hear back from you. So hopefully we get some engagement and we can hear back what you want to hear from us. What, who do you want us to interview and what kind of topics do you want us to discuss? I think that'll be a really fun way to connect with our community more. (laughs) <laughs> it's a special place. And I think anyone who comes here feels that too. Yes. I, it left a big impact on me as a little kid and that's how I ended up here. So <laughs> yeah, no, I, There's something about it. I didn't grow up on Barnegat Bay, but, um, it bit me. I was at the Sedge Island natural resource education center. And then I, uh, spent more time out there and more time out there. And I just wanted to keep going out there in the Sedge Island Marine Conservation Zone. And it's like, pristine, beautiful down there. So um, yeah, it bit me and then mm-hmm. I couldn't get away. <laughs> yeah. My home, my works, my life's work is to now protect this body of water. Sometimes I wonder, I'm like, gosh, this is a very, <laughs> it's a very concentrated goal for someone <laughs> so young, but I'm just like set on it now. I've got, got my eye on saving it. You know, Something we talk about a lot here is people's different entry points into loving the bay. Mm-hmm. You might be a fisherman, a clammer, someone whose family's been here for generations, or maybe you're someone who has a vacation home here or like myself would pop in on weekends and dream of having a vacation home here. 
Yeah. Um, or you're a city slicker. Like people, my friends call me that sometimes. <laughs> my like my piney friends call me that. They're like, oh, you're a city slicker because I was born in Brooklyn. So people are like, oh, you weren't born here. But like, <laughs> honestly, I can I can understand what it feels like to be from an urban center kind of and not really having a connection to these natural spaces because my family wasn't inclined in that direction. And so I can actually understand what it is for someone to kind of experience these natural spaces for the first time or maybe not be as connected to them. Mm -hmm. And so it's easier for me to speak with those folks and um, make uh, make connections with them and bring them to the conversation in a place that they get it, you know, because all those perspectives are valuable and centered ultimately around care and yeah. compassion for this place. Yeah. Absolutely. So Save Barnegat Bay was born in 1971 around a kitchen table. We were originally called the Isaac Walton League of America. We were a chapter of that national organization. And when we say we started around a kitchen table, it really just was a group of neighbors that were gathered to try and protect a marsh called what's now called F Cove. It's in Brick Township and it's just north of the Maniloking Bridge on the very end of the mainland before you cross over to the Barrier Island. And the neighbors all got together and wanted to protect this piece of marsh um, from a condominium development. And so uh, the neighbors were successful and now you can visit F Cove and uh, see the beautiful marsh that is there as a result of that effort. And since then, throughout the 50 years of our legacy, we've been able to uh, conserve and preserve and protect land across the whole watershed. So basically what we do is we advocate for that land uh, to be purchased by an entity that can manage it. So we help convey the land to, uh, for instance, like Ocean County Lands Trust or National Forsyth Refuge or Green Acres. And these funds of money and entities are able to manage the land. So we've never managed any land, um, but we have through our history helped uh, conserve land across the entire watershed. And so we're really proud of that. And so that has been primarily our advocacy piece. And approximately seven years ago, we um, incorporated a full-time educator onto the staff. So my predecessor, Kimberly Belfer, uh, did a lot of work to build uh, this way to Barnegat Bay. And now, of course, I've been here for five years um, also working on that. And so our mission has evolved across that time to not only cover land uh, conservation and passing legislation like the native plant law and the fertilizer law, but now it's a huge part of our mission to focus on education. So um, we have this Barnegat Bay Eco Center that we've been at for the last five years, but um, it's allowing us to kind of be more centered in this kind of moving forward and being a part of this organization for 50 years, there's a significance. It is a long time and it's also marking the anniversary of the birth of the environmental movement or the modern one. So that's when we began to see a lot of groups like this pop up there was consciousness in the mainstream conversation about we need to take really actionable steps to care for the environment and set out comprehensive legislation that sets it aside um, for its proper ecological function. Because prior to that, the United States and around the world was really just on a trajectory of mass development and industry and seeing the world as an unending source of resources 
everything is finite. I think these conversations are pivoting even more as we begin to really see the earth changing around us in some places more than others. We're in a really vulnerable position here at the Jersey Shore, being so close to the coastline. People are really beginning to see the intersectionality, how our economy functions, how we care for the land, how we care for each other, how we structure our government. And so while we're in a precarious position, we're in, I think, a turning point in this work too. And it can feel really dooming. I just want to say that out loud. It can feel really dooming (laughs) to work in environmental work at times because we just have so much we're trying to work towards and there are improvements and in certain areas and then there are setbacks in other areas as with any work actually Mm -hmm. any any work of this kind where you're on the ground Mm -hmm. um but we are privileged and blessed to have this amazing space that we can help share the things that we can ask folks to do in favor of our land and water So uh, we have what's called, what we affectionately call the Barnegat Bay Eco Center, which is located uh, on Haynes Road in Tom's River, just off of Washington Street, if you're familiar with that main uh, vein in downtown. And uh, here at the Eco Center, we're located on 40 acres of woods. And so the Browns used to own this property and they were able to sell it to the town of Tom's River using Green Acres money. So similar to the work we do on a larger scale across the watershed with our mission to conserve land, um, the same was true for this little piece of land that we're sitting on. And so it's left for open space and recreation. And so it's kind of like a park. People come here and walk their dogs and visit uh, the space that we have, which we do have the Tom's River Beach. Like we have a little beach on the Tom's River, which is brackish water. So we can do seining programs and find blue crabs. And we went seining on Saturday night. We found white perch, which is super cool. And we also have a uh, freshwater creek that starts up at the Ocean County Mall and opens up and dumps out into the Tom's River here. It's called Long Swamp Creek. And so what we do here at the Eco Center is we try to help folks understand what they can do and their property in their home. So you can come here and see that we have rain barrels installed and native plant gardens. We've got a compost structure that you can see kind of the process of composting. We do rain barrel workshops all the time. So we have a big stock of rain barrels that we keep here so that we can run workshops anywhere, anytime. Uh, We have some historical pieces, um, including a tree trunk from the Underground Railroad and a midden to talk about uh, the indigenous folks that were here prior to Um, us being here. We also have a beautiful amphitheater outdoor classroom that we can use for programs, trails throughout the woods. And then the building itself, we have a space for us to do our office work every day. So it's our headquarters, but we invite folks to come here anytime they need to stop in and, you know, read a book or ask questions, or um, maybe they need some Wi-Fi or whatever they might need. Um, We really try to cultivate that community space here. We really want folks to feel connected to the place, not just the mission that we've worked on. And it's a really beautiful space. And every day we're really fortunate to come here and be able to take a walk in the woods and see the changing seasons around us and really just connect with nature and the river and, and the bay every day when we come into the office. So I encourage you to stop by and visit us. We'd love to have you. A big part of what we do is ensuring that people have access to these incredible natural spaces around us. Um, 
because they're better when they're shared and when we all feel connected and motivated to protect them. That's been a huge part of our mission. It's it's something I've always admired about our organization that it's always been a priority to make sure that everyone has access and that mm-hmm. we weren't just, you know, protecting a piece of land for one target audience or group of people. And that really, uh, I would say most of most of the land, barring anything really ecologically sensitive that we've conserved over the past 50 years is still places where you can take walks or um, go hunting or, um, you know, walk your dog or just, you know, be in, be in the outdoors. Mm-hmm. Because everybody deserves to feel connected to that. Yeah. I would say it's so far as a human, a human right. right. <laughs> yeah. And your like economic means, um, to gain entry to that shouldn't prevent you from enjoying and feeling connected to those spaces. And by the way, everyone is a member of our organization. We don't have a formal membership. We don't have like a pay your dues monthly kind of system. If you love our bay, if you contribute time or talent um, or treasure, or you come in and you have good questions or whatever it is, you're a member of Save Barnegat Bay. And so I think that just kind of speaks to that same mission of trying to include everyone and make sure that everyone feels represented and spoken for um, as we advocate for Barnegat Bay. But at the same time, we're advocating for this body of water that can't speak for itself. But in the same fold, we're advocating for the people um, that love Barnegat Bay as well. You know, we speak for all of our donors um, in this really unique and independent voice that we have, which is we're really lucky to actually be able to do that every day. Yeah. I admire this quite modern um, take on environmentalism that Save Barnegat Bay has adopted, one that doesn't discriminate, one that recognizes the intersection of economic social issues with the environment um, and how access is such a huge part of that. So that pretty much wraps up the first episode. We wanted to thank you for taking the time to listen to us ramble on here. We like calling folks here our Barnegat Bay family, and it doesn't matter where you're from or what your connection to the Bay is, as long as you love it, it's enough for us. So we hope this reaches some more folks out there, engages some different spheres, and hopefully sparks a conversation between us. Um, If you want to donate to our work, you can go to our website, which is savebarnegatbay.org. It, donate. Yeah, big button. <laughs> um, it goes towards our education, advocacy, legal campaigns, etc. All of our mission work, maintaining the eco center, doing all our programs. But we totally understand if you can't donate, that doesn't mean that you can't be a part of our family. We absolutely invite you to follow us on all our socials. You can find us, Save Barnegat Bay is our name and our handle on every single site. Um, we try to keep it consistent so you can always find our mission. We've got all kinds of interesting YouTube videos that actually span across the time of us being an organization. As you follow this journey of this brand new podcast, we hope that you find us on your favorite listening app, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And your production team is none other than <laughs> Avery and Grayson. So don't forget to subscribe and follow along with us as we go on this journey. We're excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you all are too. We want this to kind of be a conversation and not be one-sided. So email me if you have suggestions for future episodes. You can email me at assistant at or call our office or stop by. There's always someone here. 
So we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.